It's The Eclectic Monk, Season 3, Episode 1, brought to you by Splat, the condiment that makes all of your favorite foods taste different. Why use ketchup when you can use Splat? And now your host, The Eclectic Monk. Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to The Eclectic Monk. Hard to believe we're already into Season 3. I've been doing this since 2021, and uh, I didn't do a lot in 2022, but I've got a lot of plans for 2023, so let's see what happens. And this season opener, I want to uh, just share a little story, something that happened at Christmas time. Christmas, I got a harmonica. I had asked for a G chord harmonica for Christmas, and my wonderful wife went and bought me a very nice G chord harmonica, probably the nicest harmonica I ever owned. And if you know my music, you know that I do like to play the harmonica occasionally, and I write a lot of things in the key of G or E minor, which needs a G chord harmonica. And so the one that I had, the reeds were uh, deteriorating, and it actually had gotten where it was almost impossible to use. So I really needed a new one, and I got one. And as I opened that, and I was looking at it and thinking about you know, all the excitement I had for playing it, uh, it reminded me of a real adventure that happened to me when I lived in Minneapolis. Uh, we were in missionary school. This would have been around 1998. And I had this outreach team. We used to go down to downtown Minneapolis. Uh, we were a band uh, called Stoned and Left for Dead. And we would go down on the street corner and set up and we would just play, you know, Jesus songs and talk to people. That's kind of what we did. And you make a big enough noise, people come and see what you're doing, and then you get a chance to talk to them. That was kind of the whole idea. So anyway, on one particular night, could not tell you what night it was, except I'm sure it was Thursday, because Thursday was the night that we went down. We were there and... Uh, for some reason, I had taken my G harmonica to go down and play. And so I had my guitar and my harmonica. And as we were playing on the street corner there, there was a Native American guy who walked up. And and I'll never forget him. I can, I can see his face. I can see the way he looked. He was kind of a short, uh, squat man. Uh, of course, no facial hair. He had uh, shoulder-length black hair. He wore glasses. He was wearing jeans and an uh, army fatigue jacket. And he had a huge smile on his face. And he stood and he listened to us play for a few minutes. And he just was enjoying the music. And he saw my harmonica. And, uh, and he said, can I play your harmonica? And so I said, well, what's your name? And he said, my name is Dog Soldier, and I'd like to play your harmonica. And as I talked to Dog Soldier on the streets of Minneapolis, you know, I was pretty convinced that he was, um, what's the word you want to use? Inebriated. That's a good word. He had been drinking and drinking pretty hard, but he was just smiling. He's such a sweet guy, and he wanted to play my harmonica. Now, you know a harmonica is something you put in your mouth and you blow and suck through. Right? You blow air into it, and then you pull air through it to make another set of tones. 
That's the beautiful thing about a harmonica. You have kind of a chromatic thing going on with it. And um, I'm looking at this guy, this uh, rather uh, inebriated Native American named Dog Soldier on the street corner in downtown Minneapolis near the uh, University of Minnesota. And he wants to play my harmonica. So I had a decision to make because I have no idea where his mouth has been, right? I have, I have no idea what, what horrible disease he might be carrying. If, if I hand him this harmonica, this may be the last time I ever play it. He might just put it in his pocket and walk away. I don't know. But the moment was so beautiful that, you know, I, I just handed him the harmonica and he took it. And I, I took my guitar because I had it around my neck and I began playing kind of a, as I recall, kind of a, a blues little riff in the key of G. And he started playing. And I don't exactly remember the music, but I remember how cool it was because he was actually a really good harmonica player. And so I'm standing there on the street corner in downtown Minneapolis playing guitar while Dog Soldier played my harmonica. And and it was just an absolute beautiful moment. Um, and as I was staring at my brand new G harmonica on Christmas Day, I remembered him. And as I remembered him, I was thinking, why? Why did I remember Dog Soldier? After all of these years, after all of the people I've met, all the experiences I had, what was it about this moment that made it so memorable, that burned it into my memory? And I decided I wanted to... uh, to share that. And so that's where I want to go with this podcast is just to talk a little bit about why 25 years later does dog soldier matter in my life. Stick around. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, everybody already knows. So why can't we just come clean and tell them? Why can't we say the truth when everybody knows the truth? Now, now look, son, son, now, you, you used a big word there. You used if. If everybody knows. And that's a, that's a big assumption. Because if everybody doesn't know, then nobody knows what everybody knows. Now, now here's the thing, son. Now, don't be hasty now. If we let on, then we might find ourselves in uh, what you call it uh, a deep situation. So uh, I, I think we need to just uh, uh, hold on just a minute. Slow down. Just uh, no, get your panties unwatted. You know what I mean. That's uh. No, but, but if they know, if they already know, then taking our time only makes it worse. It, 
it just makes us look like, well, it makes us look like we're evil or something, doesn't it? Uh, you see, son, <clears throat> the problem with your supposition. But the problem now is that if if we were to let them remain, what we knew all along, what they thought they might know, and they would know if we knew what they thought they knew, which would make them doubt anything else we might. <coughs> Possibly saying the future, sir. As you can see, it's a very touchy situation. We just can't let them know we knew that they knew what they knew. What we knew, what they didn't know, was what they didn't know they knew. Right? So you're basically saying that because we've been lying to them all of this time. We can't stop lying now because if we did, then they would know we'd been lying, which would make them doubt anything we might say in the future because they know we lied before, and so how do they know we're telling the truth now? Is that what you're saying? Really? Now, now, son, son, think about what you're talking about. Son, now, look, I know it all seems a little shady, but it wasn't ever intended to be shady. It was intended to be for everybody's best interest. We have to, we have to maintain, maintain our illusion of, uh, you know, control and happiness and all that stuff. We can't, we can't let them know now that we've been <clears throat> manipulating and making them, coercing them, or, you know, forcing them to think what we wanted them to think. Uh, we want them to always believe they thought the right thing because they were right. Right? Look, I, I just don't see how we can maintain the illusion of fidelity, if you will. How can we how can we pretend that we are good when everything we've done has been bad? How can we make people think that we're honest when all we've done is be dishonest? How can we, how can we make people believe us when we know that if they believe us, they're idiots? How can we? See, see there, there you've made the great jump forward. What we do is we assume that these people are just too dumb to know the truth. And if they were to be confronted with the truth, they would, well, they would simply shatter under the weight of the facts. So it's, it's actually kindness. It's kindness for us to make them believe that the lie we told them is the truth. As long as that false 
truth makes them Right, that's it, boy. Boy, that's what we're talking about, comfort. We want everybody to be comfortable. Just, just slow down. Hold your horses there, son. Just, just go back to sleep. Everything's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. I, don't let your conscience keep you awake for a minute. Everything, everything is going to be okay. They'll never know. So why does Dog Soldier matter? Why do I still remember him after all these years? You know, it's an interesting question, and I think it's a couple of things. I think, first, it was, it was the music. It was a total stranger that I connected with, with music. Today was a particularly... Difficult day. I had some some challenges today, and I came home and and I put on some uh, some blues. Put on this record that I've got of some real real guitar blues music, and realized this is soothing to me. I love blues, and there's something that connects you when you're performing, when you're playing the blues, and you're kind of playing off of each other. And I remember. I did that with him. We were I was I was playing guitar and he was playing the harmonica and we were just playing together back and forth and um unless you're a musician you probably don't even understand what that means but it's really cool when you find yourself just in a moment with another person musically. And it really is a deep connection. I have other people that I've played with like that, where I can say, you know, for that moment, as we were jamming away, there was just a deep, almost spiritual connection in the music itself. And like I said, I, I don't exactly remember the music that we played, but I remember how much I enjoyed playing it. And so maybe that's, that's one of the things. I think the fact that, that he's a Native American guy called Dog Soldier is obviously memorable, right? And one of the things that I have said for years and still feel very deeply is that we have so mistreated the, the natives of this country. We Europeans came and we really, really abused the people who were here. And we continue to do it. Uh, you know, 230 years on, we're still abusing, neglecting, and taking advantage of these people whose land we stole. And, and don't say it any other way. We stole it from them. We took it from them. We forced them onto the reservations. We, we are the oppressors, and they are the oppressed. You can't see it any other way if you look at it with your eyes open. And so to have a moment of joy connecting with a Native American was unique. It's the only time that I've ever done that in my entire life. And maybe that 
is part of the reason why Dog Soldier matters to me. I think another thing that really makes it cool was the fact that he was playing my harmonica. I mean, he's a total stranger. He walks up. He hears these guys playing, you know, Christian music. I don't know if he was a Christian. I don't even remember if we talked about it because he asked to play my harmonica and it derailed anything I was already, you know, thinking. But I, I handed it to him because I felt like I could trust him and that it was it was the right thing to do. And the look on that man's face when I handed him that harmonica, I'll never forget the smile. He beamed with joy as he took it in his hand and he began blowing into it and playing it. And as we played together, it was ecstatic. That's all I can say. It was an ecstatic moment for both of us. Deep, deep connection. And I think, I think I learned to trust a little bit more because I trusted this stranger. Now, I did take my harmonica home and run hot water through it, clean it out, dry it up. But um, anyone would have done that. It's not that I thought he was contagious or anything like that. Was, you know, this was 1998. Nobody was even thinking about that. I, I just didn't want the man spit in my mouth. Ooh. But, um, but as we connected on that, in that moment of trust, when I reached into my pocket and I pulled the harmonica out and I handed it to him, and the look on his face said, okay then. You trust me enough. And that that connection of trust sparked 20 minutes of wonderful music. And so I would encourage you today, trust a stranger. It's not rational. And in our culture today, we're so divided and we're so fragmented and we're so encapsulated. We're so isolated and we're so insulated from one another. We don't really meet strangers very often. But I will tell you, there's something about that experience that still resonates in my heart that still matters to me, that still brings remembrance of a moment, just a moment. Of all the moments in my life, it's only one, but it's one I remember fondly. And it all started with a G chord harmonica. That's pretty cool. I hope you enjoyed this story, and it's a true story, not making it up. And I appreciate you listening. I, I do all nine of you. Uh, I promise, like I said, I, I have a lot of ideas for uh, content this year. And season three hopefully is closer to season one than season two. 2022 was a pretty crazy year for me. So we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go along. Anyway, 
I hope you enjoy this. I'm going to leave you with a song that I recorded with my new G harmonica. Uh, and I called it, of course, Dog Soldier. It's a little instrumental piece. I hope you enjoy it. I'll leave you with that. Until we meet again, hey, enjoy the journey. Travel well. And never, ever forget, you are deeply loved by the God who created you and by the people who are around you. Till next time, have a great day.
sure hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Eclectic Monk. And I'd appreciate it if you would like this episode, subscribe to the channel, and share it with people in social media and just by word of mouth. And I invite you to check out my website, TheEclecticMonk.com, where you'll find my web store, my video vlog, my backlog of music videos, and all kind of different stuff. Hey, we're on this journey together. Let's enjoy it. And again, thank you so much.